Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, we are plumbing the depths of a man's soul in the darkness. Boy, that really hurts your throat. <clears throat> yeah, that's the, like, I was going to say. Um, Take a strap, so. Yeah, um, uh, go ahead and play the uh, If You Believe in a Thing Called Love, and then we'll crack right into this. With me to discuss the darkness is a man whose heart is full of inky blackness. Craig. Oh, oh dear God. Do you, do you know something I don't... Like, should I go and see a doctor? Um, no, but you should probably go see your Uncle Polly. Oh, God. No, no. I uh, Polly doesn't agree with my way of running the crew. So I kind of want oh, to stay. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, could you do your best Jackie Estacado, please? <laughs> that's not him that is the word there. is that not is that not the, the older guy that's like hey Polly no the main character is Jackie oh oh god yeah you're right sorry I was thinking of the old guy that keeps <laughs> popping up everywhere oh okay yeah uh, so yes please your 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 best Jackie Estacado do your best Steven Seagal it'll work who's <laughs> No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> yeah, no, that was pretty good. I can't so, uh, get it out. So anyway. I, I know what my mouth needs to do, but it's not doing what it needs to do. So today we're going to talk about the darkness. Uh, I either sound like Jackie Estacado or somebody who's got a really bad case of laryngitis. <laughs> either way, they call me Jimmy the Nose. Uh, okay, so yes, today we're going to talk about the darkness, but first we're going to talk about the song that the darkness is famous for, and Craig, do you like that song? Because I listened to it again. Are you talking about do the Christ you... Christmas song? No, I'm talking about, you know, do you believe in a thing called love? The song by the darkness. Oh, do you know what? When it, when it came out, it came out at the wrong time for me to like it then, because I was still slightly rebellious, and I kind of wrote them off as being, ah, oh, that's too playful for me, I'm too cool for that. But now, oh, yeah. no, I absolutely love it. I think they're fantastic. <laughs> I agree with you. I watched the music video for the first time in maybe yep. 10 years. And I was like, you know what? This is pretty good. Uh, this is pretty good. So, uh, yes, uh, bit effect, we, we heartily endorse if you believe in a thing called love. Mm -hmm. um, what we may or may not endorse is the game that came out in June of 2007 – for the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, called The Darkness. Um, first off, Craig, do you have any kind of history with this? Um, I don't have any kind of history about this, but I felt like I did the entire time I played it. It's the weirdest thing. I, gen I can say for certain I've never played it before, but I... I feel like I feel like something in my brain is somewhere in it. I don't know whether it's got it's got that spawn connection and something's connecting in there. Either spawn or venom. Yeah, there's something in there that just makes me think I recognise all this, but I've definitely never played it before. So you never read the comic books either? No, no, never. Okay. Uh I on the other hand was an edgy kid and uh us edgy kids, we read the darkness and then when we were 22 years old, we decided to play the Darkness game because, wow, they made a game out of that thing that I used to like when I was an edgy kid. Cool. Um, this won't be as 
terrible as our Gears of War episode because there's a lot of really cool stuff this game does that I'm not sure if it works. But on the baseline, The Darkness is a first-person shooter where you're playing as Jackie Estacano, the aforementioned man with laryngitis, who gets possessed by a other entity. And this lets him do a bunch of darkness-related things. The gameplay hook is while, yes, you two, you do have those two little snake heads right by you that are kind of cute, um, most of the game revolves around you shooting out lights so you can remain in the darkness because once you're in the light, you have like zero health and a wet fart from an old lady will just kill you. So there's a lot of paying attention to the actual lighting in the stage, which is pretty cool. It's a semi-open world with it taking way too long to explain what I mean by semi, but it's sort of. <laughs> Think <laughs> of a connect, <laughs> connected <laughs> series of maps. Shut up, Craig. I'm trying here. <laughs> but all right. Uh, we'll get into more uh, in, de- in detail stuff later. But how much of this did you play? Uh, I played roughly an hour of this. Now, I kind of half took my time. I half, a semi took my time through it so we're full of wonderful words today i know we are we are so i had just met up with and i can't remember the guy's name already but i'll just say georgie georgie the butcher and oh yeah um we were disposing of bodies and things like that i played enough to think in fact that's very like very final thoughts but i'll say it just now anyway i played enough to think i'm not gonna stop playing it because i'm bold I'm going to stop playing it because I might be interested in playing the rest of this, but I'll wait and speak to Dave about it. So that's what landed me here. Okay. Uh, so, kids, uh, don't make the same life choices as us so you'll end up on a podcast about the darkness. Uh-huh. Uh, I I played this a little early. Like, I think I was like a month ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to replay this because there's a weird thing about this game that uh, I played the first one and I loved it. Never touched the second one. I have owned it for like 10 years. And I've replayed the first one multiple times, but it never even popped in the second one. And I was like, there has to be a reason for that. And so today, we're going to find out if there's a reason, Craig. But surely the re... What? No, but... Um, okay, right, yeah, I'm with you now. Sorry, I, I got slightly confused. So... You played the first one, you played the first one multiple times, you have not played the second one and you don't know why, and you think yeah. that replaying the first one is going to unlock it for you. Yeah, yeah which is what, something I imagine I thought three years ago when I okay. replayed it again, and right. uh, two years before that. But, um, okay, so some of the cool stuff this does, um, I'm just going to rapid fire out there. Number one is, other than Splinter Cell, I think this was the first light important game that i played like i don't remember a shooter doing this beforehand oh because i'm terrible at what's not my job but my hobby um this was made by starbreeze and you will know starbreeze because they are the gentlemen that did come on load faster load faster okay yeah they did uh the payday franchise uh brothers the tale of two sons that kind of stuff uh butcher bay they did chronicles of riddick butcher bay so these guys have a nice pedigree behind them but anyway um did you play with shooting out like all the lights craig or did you just you know first person shooter it up no i i, I shot out all the lights i shot out all the lights because 
it was kind of satisfying just to shut out all the lights. But the the main reason I did it was because when the lights on, and at some points it would say stay in the shadows to get from point A to point B, and mm-hmm. for some strange reason I couldn't tell exactly. There wasn't enough contrast between the light and the dark for me to say that bit's a shadowy bit and that bit's a light really? bit. Really? So I'll just shoot out the light to make sure that I know <laughs> I'm in the dark, if that makes sense. Yeah. Going back to this after we've had so many developments in lighting engines, yeah, mm-hmm. there are some, oh, that light was causing that light? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of the some of the lighting that, uh, let's say, individual bulbs throw is a little wonky. But um, I tried both ways. I tried, like, just first-person shootering it. And no, they make you incredibly frail mm-hmm. if you're standing in the light. And you're incredibly hardy when you're not. So, no-brainer. Um, one of the cool tricks this does is, is those two snake heads that are yeah. always there when you're fighting anyway. Because, you know, if you're talking to your girlfriend, you don't want two snake heads not at all. to sit there. Um these can do a variety of things. Uh, number one is uh, they eat the hearts out of everybody you've killed. And something that I still had fun with even at the end of the game. You just click a button and the snake goes and just rips the heart out. And then the two heads it's, fight over. It's a, weird, it's a weird one because I, like, I didn't play enough of the game to know. But do the NPCs and the other people in real life see those? Like, Did they see people getting their hearts ripped out? Because there was a guy cowering... And I ripped the heart out of another guy lying on the ground that I just shot. And the guy cowering didn't really say anything about it. And I like to think that if I was cowering and I saw a guy (laughs) ripping out the heart of another guy, I might have done something different. I might have been like, oh, hang on. Maybe I shouldn't just be cowering. Maybe I should be running. Um, It seems to be very inconsistent in terms of, like, gameplay right because there are some things in the game where uh there you will be near civilians don't shoot civilians it's not very nice but um you'll be near civilians and you'll rip somebody's heart out and they'll do the oh god scream and run away Mm -hmm. sometimes they you can have it flipped on while you're talking to somebody and nobody says hey what's with those two (laughs) okay snake heads yeah coming off of you uh but at the end of the game when you confront uncle paulie you um he comments on like yeah, 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 when he sees you with them. So I don't know. Yeah. In if I if memory serves in a comic I haven't read in twenty plus years, um, it people could see it. Okay. So, um, but yes. So uh, every heart you rip out is basically an experience point, and you can level up to get different abilities like opening a black hole or uh, summoning these cute little goblin guys with machine guns to shoot people for you. Uh, there's a variety of skills you could do, a lot of which isn't needed because you have guns. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the shooting in this, Craig, because that is the smallest pinpoint that it's, I've ever seen on a shooter. It's a, it's a teeny pinpoint, and the, th- the thing that threw me off was you've got a teeny pinpoint and you're dual-wielding, and sometimes one of your pinpoints will flick out a wee bit. It, it feels quite fluid and it'll snap in places, but it won't snap in other places. It's not terrible. I feel like you've got a better chance of a headshot in this than you did have in Gears of War, you know, because... Oh, really? Yeah, but it, 
but it just felt it felt odd. It felt odd. it felt really oddly specific. Now, um, uh, I had trouble with this because I was playing with one of the off-brand PS3 controllers I have. So your thumbs touch. <laughs> oh. And so for me, almost all of my kills were center mass, just because it has sticky targeting. So I kind of relied on that a lot because I couldn't. I don't know why I didn't play with my DS4. Now that I think about it, but uh, yeah. So for me, I'll ever, I didn't try for headshots. And it's like if I got one, hooray! If not, yeah, that's all right. I'll just you know ventilate your chest cavity, sir. Yeah, I mean, I I literally I I um I play so slowly in games sometimes that. I think I'd just take too much time to just go and aim and do this and do that. Whereas I think if I did a breezy shooty shooty, I would be nowhere near as accurate. I would just be shooting a Oh, yeah. Um, I, I do like a nice little touch of he does not reload. He is too busy yeah. to reload. Yeah. He just hucks them down, grabs two new ones. It's like, ah, it's a nice little touch. It's the, um, it's the one thing about, um, oh God, that's really off. But um, Torg weapons in Borderlands is the one weapon I can't use because when you reload, you just launch it and it blows oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you huck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And it always does my head in because it wastes ammo. It wastes, Like, if you throw a, a gun with four bullets, you've lost those four bullets. It does my head in. It doesn't happen in this because you run out your weapons, your bullets fast, but... And, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, if you were, say gonna you know kill a whole building of people it might not be smart to leave guns with your fingerprints mm. all over the shop it's true not it's the smartest true. move uh agent 47 would not approve no not at all uh another cool thing this game does is for a first person shooter it tries to be story heavy which at times really clangs up against each other but Playing it through this time, I noticed a couple nice little just moments, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I've never experienced this in any other game. Um, one of the things this is famous for is that Starbreeze, the developer, licensed a handful of movies. And there's a pivotal scene in the game where you just go to your girlfriend's house and you sit on a couch and watch a movie. And the movie is... Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. Thank you! I couldn't think of it. I was just going to say that Gregory Peck one. Yep. But uh, thank you. To Kill a Mockingbird. And this time, I sat and I watched the entire movie. Wow. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just have these nice little moments of you hang out with your girlfriend or, you know, you're about to bust into a bunch of henchmen and they're watching cartoons and laughing about it. And you can look at the TV and there's the actual cartoon they're watching or flash Gordon. It's a weird little world building thing that worked on me really well. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I keep, I feel like I, it's just me spouting. Hey, no. this is why Dave likes this. Um, it does try to do side quests, right? Um, I, and I, that, I didn't get that far. So I got I watched a wee bit of To Kill a Mockingbird and then just blasted my way through to the butcher guy and I didn't get this is the thing that I wanted to ask is I got to the point that point where I thought this is getting like I'm really I'm really interested in the story. I want to know exactly why Uncle Polly's got a bee in his bonnet because I know I didn't get that money. But there must be something else. Um, going on here or there's something going on and I want to know what's happening with these snake things coming off me but is it worth it? 
Um, that depends. Like, I'll, I'll let me shoot you a couple spoilers because, mm-hmm. well, for the audience, if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead like 30 seconds. But, you know, it's an old game, so whatever. Um, the story goes in interesting places in a arguably, fair enough, comic book way. Um, so I was going to say Jackie with the darkness is kind of like Jake with the mask from Splatterhouse, but... Mm. You probably wouldn't get that reference. Um, so the darkness feeds on his anger, his negative emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, do I feel like a dork now. And uh, so the darkness and Uncle Polly both are sort of contriving ways to make Jackie more miserable. Uncle Polly because he doesn't like you, and the darkness because that's what makes him stronger. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, there's a point where Uncle Polly and the police chief that is corrupt are holding your girlfriend at gunpoint and you could save her but when you go to shoot the darkness holds your hand so you can't okay so it does some really cool interesting stuff with the story then it does this weird thing where you go to hell but it's world war one and it's very strange and you meet your grandfather but he's got like a stitched up face uh yeah it, it, it does some really weird stuff with its story i like the story but i can't say like dude you should really play this for the story yeah kind of thing um and and the the they try to get you to like side characters but a lot of those are well you noticed by this a lot of it is learning how a subway system works Mm -hmm. and so you know okay i gotta wait for this train which by wait for it i mean like three four seconds whatever it takes to load it in then you hop on the train you go to a different platform but a lot of the side quests involve okay i got this here i gotta take this train to get to this platform then travel here and i don't know if you noticed but there's not a sprint button craig Uh, yeah there's not there is no sprint that drove me insane going from gears to this as well because i was sprinting all these sprints and gears because it's cool um, yeah, and it does a little camera thing, and you're uh-huh. like, oh, oh, I'm a big man and moving. In this, like, nope. Jackie takes his time. I suppose it's cool. He's a bit cool. Is he cool? Like, as a teenager, I thought he was cool. Now, no, he's not the cool. man needs to speak up, first yeah. of all. Uh, second of all, the greasy long black hair and the long black trench coat. Uh, I There was a time where that's the fashion mm-hmm. I wanted yeah. for myself. I mean, the long uh, did- black trench coat, albeit leather trench coat, came up with um, the Matrix. It came back. True. Slightly. I never donned one because I wasn't such a nerd, but it was there. I tried one on at a store, but I couldn't afford it. So I was ah. the only thing that saved me was my lack of funds. Ah. <laughs> um, and this is, of course, not to say that you know cowboys with a long duster jacket are still fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Like, they're okay. Uh, it's just the long black trench coat. It's not a thing. Um, a, a weird thing this does, right, is throughout the, the game, you're picking up these little scraps of paper that just have a phone number on it. Mm-hmm. And this unlocks uh, collectibles because this is pre-trophies, which is always weird to play, right? Yeah, like, I, I think... Another thing that made me think was I, I normally have a wee squiff at the I don't care about trophies particularly but I have a wee squiff of it just to see if there's anything interesting or fun in that and I'm like oh crap this is in game bloody collectibles and achievements yeah yeah it's very strange to go back to a time mm-hmm. where there were achievements 
but there were no trophies or achievements. It's very strange. So you go up, and this is kind of unforgivable. You go up and you have to manually punch in the number on the phone, which I remember thinking at the time was cool. Now, it's just a pain in the butt. But um, so you'll call a bunch of different people and it does some funny things where if you collect the collectibles, uh, you'll call a mysterious guy and the guy will be like, oh, look at you, you little secret hunter. All right, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. If you give, if you can call me three more times, I'll tell you a secret. And you're like, okay, I'll bite. Mm-hmm. So I Google them all because <laughs> to getting them all in game, I have yeah. the internet, I win. Um, and I sat there. Craig, and I punched in 45 numbers. Oh, my God. And while it was interesting to hear, boy, was the payout not worth it. Oh. Um, so so he'll be like, look, I need to you know, make sure that you're, you're on the level here and you're not some kind of like CIA spook or whatever. So uh, get a couple more numbers and give me a call. And you're like, all right, fine. So you Google more. And in the end, it all it pays off is... Elvis is an alien joke. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, boy. If I had done that, I would have been really miffed, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it it pulls some pretty funny stuff of, like, you call and, you know, you get the answering machine and it's a guy apologizing to his wife and then just crying because he misses her. And it's like, oh, boy. Okay. Click. You know, it it does some funny things with Uh that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I would have felt a little better if I got a trophy because, you know, I can look. Look. The world knows I have no life. This is good. But, uh, yeah, so so its side quest stuff is kind of stymied by the travel system, which works fine in the main story, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, you know, I got to go take that, you know, uh, Fulton Street station and, and hop down. Which, by the way, I lived in a big city for a very long time. I never went on a subway. Oh, never. Never. I've never been on a subway. I've been on trains but never a subway. Wow. Um, do they have subways? Yeah. Not, I almost not said the he, name of your town. Didn't um, mean to. <laughs> not, I mean, not here, in fact. No, like, I've been on the metro in London, so that's pretty much the only subway I've ever been on. I love it. Like, I... I really? Yeah, the intricate map that's there and trying to figure out what stop you need to get off to get to some place because there's an intersecting train that goes through it i i love that shit but you you don't get it near anywhere else there's a few wee bits and bobs in glasgow there's a few wee subways and and bits you can get to to get out to like a conference center for gigs and stuff but it's nowhere near like london levels of subways is just about the only yeah i would thing. imagine the same with new york city like yeah, yeah. um I've only been in New York City once, and I've never been on the subway there. I just kind of went, hey, look, it's a toy store from Home Alone That's It cool. amazes me that you've only been to New York City once, despite the fact that you live in the state <laughs> of New York. It's well, it, it, That remember, baffles me. It's only like two and a half hours away, by the mm-hmm. way. It, it's not a long drive. But yeah. I grew up in a big city, so the big city doesn't hold that kind of, yeah. wow, bright lights, cool. No, it's just, I, yeah, there's a lot of crime, and... Mm. People are very busy. So, yeah, the, the big city allure doesn't really hold anything for me because I grew yeah. up in Philly. But, eh, you know. I suppose um, I, I, but I'm my, so... my love in New York comes from, like, Die Hard and Home Alone and God knows what else that I've watched that's... <laughs> was Die Hard in New York? Uh, I'm going to try to think. Was it actually in New York? Where the hell is Nakatomi no. Plaza? 
Nakatomi Chicago. Plaza is in L- Yeah, I was going to say it's not. It's somewhere else. New York. Who the yeah, hell Yeah, because it's, it's a Fox building. Uh, I think Fox is in L.A.? Mm-hmm. I think. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I imagine like, your love of, like, New York is, like, ours for, like, London. Yeah, probably. It's like, ah, yeah. London. Like, uh, Mike lives yeah. an hour away from London, and he might only go there once a year. Look, Mike lives like two and a half blocks away from Winston Churchill's house, and he hasn't <laughs> been there. That bothers me. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like I wasn't sure because like here, uh, public transport is really not a thing because we're just so out in the sticks. Mm-hmm. Like we have buses, but that's it. Is it the same for you? Oh, like I we've got a bus stop not quite close to the house, and they're few and far between. Like there's a train station where there's a train every couple of hours. It's hell. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you have stinky people on your buses? Because that is a mandatory thing here. I do not take buses because of the stinky people and the general lack of seat hoovering. Okay. All right. Well, uh, there you go, guys. Turns out that public transport is a catch-22 no matter where you are. If it's available, there will be stinky people. Mm-hmm. If it's not available, those stinky people are elsewhere. Yep. So, you never know. Anyway, okay, so back to the darkness. Um, I've been talking a long time. Craig, your experience with this. Can you expand on it a little bit? Because I've been talking a long okay, time. Okay, so, right. Um, having never played it before, but genuinely, the first five to ten minutes of it, I wondered, am I playing the right game? Because I knew there was supposed <laughs> to be some sort of dark and mysterious, spooky... Not spooky, but weird thing going on with dark and mysterious powers. But what it opens with is a gangster car chase and cops. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I genuinely, I genuinely sat there gripping the controller, going, "Am I actually playing the right game? Have I accidentally booted Mafia <laughs> or something? What's going on?" And then one of your people in the car lean out the car and get smacked in the head by a bus Ooh. and I was like oh right okay that never happened in Mafia so I must be, we must be on the right track here the thing that never ever ever clicked with me while I was playing it was this happens you get to the building site that you're supposed to be doing the hit on and you, and you get to the cupboard and you open it and it says happy birthday Jackie because it's your birthday and then it blows up and two things at that point made me think, what the hell is going on? One was, why the hell have I grown two heads? And st- so on and so forth. <laughs> and the other thing was, you were on the third floor, or for you, the fourth story, or the third story and the fourth floor. I can't remember which way it works for us. But you're up there. You were high up. You were high up. The explosion goes off. You get blown out the window. And all you can hear is NPCs going... He got blown out the window and flew that way. Let's go and get him. Any normal, rational human would be like, he flew out of a fourth bloody floor window. He's dead. He's gone. Not, he's went towards the cemetery. He's gone. He's dead. <laughs> um, but that that was, that was the thing. I was kind of like, I was a bit bewildered. I was like, what the hell is going on? I, I, I don't know how I got the darkness in me. As in... It didn't penetrate me at that point. It must have been there always, but it just it totally didn't make sense to me. And after that, I just started crawling about walls with my gloopy guy because it's that cool. is really cool, it's right? Really, really cool. 
And so, so you, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Craig, uh, explain the ability. And basically, you you have a gloopy snake thing that you can. You, it's got a bit of range on it, and you can go through grates and stuff. But what you can also do is climb on walls, and the camera will pan, so you can go on the wall, you can go on the ceiling, you can go down, and you'll rotate right the way around it. And it, I imagine if I did that at the time, I'd be like. This is pretty cool because you don't see that kind of thing often. It was a bit snake cami type stuff to then go and kill someone with it. Very, very yeah, cool like, thing. Like, this time I, I thought to myself, I said, well, Craig's going to play this game. So I says to myself, I says, self, I says, Craig's going to play this game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to try to play a little bit of this like Craig would. And I figured... Craig, you're going to take the stealthy route. Mm -hmm. It's just what you do. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see how many people I can murder with just the snake. Mm -hmm. It turns out you can clear out a good chunk <laughs> of guys with just slithering up the wall, hanging from the ceiling, and then right on their face. Yep. Um, so, and yeah, it, it it's not quite a, you can go stealthy or you can go combat. It's kind of a, well, if you're having trouble, clear a few guys out with the snake first and then go mm -hmm. in combat. But uh, yeah, like the whole perspective switching with the ceiling oh, and the, good. it's it's pretty cool. I especially when you're like, oh, there's a light over there. Okay, hold on, let me slide up the wall. Yeah, and then go over. Yeah, it, it's very cool little. And I've never seen another game do that other than maybe Aliens versus Predator, maybe. But uh, oh, so the beginning with the story, like coming back to it. Yeah, I mean, I knew the story, but yeah, I was also like, first off. Jackie is the slowest man to ever reload a shotgun. Oh, God. Ever. Oh. That was like four minutes to put in three shells. And you're like, let's get a move on, buddy. Shh. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Everything else is um, moving in real speed, and I'm stuck in slow motion. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty nasty. So then the man gets the head bonked up against the truck which yeah. i hope that never happens in real life because oh, i saw hereditary and uh no no don't 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 do that um keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle oh, at all times that film what? i went to cinema to see that film with some folk for work and i was just like you saw hereditary yeah why would you i mean hold I... on put the brakes on the <laughs> darkness why would mr i don't like horror go see hereditary because it was on at the cinema and there was a like in my smaller team of big team of people that I hang out with um we decided mm -hmm. to go to see a film and the last film we saw before hereditary was star wars and we were like that was shite and before that we saw something else was shite but we hadn't seen a horror film at that point so we thought we're going to see a horror film so i sat and watched it and i was just like there was a couple of bits where I just thought, I don't like this because it's horror. But most of it, I was just like, this is bollocks. This is an absolute Really? Bollocks. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, spoilers for Hereditary. Uh -huh. uh, the telephone pole thing came out of nowhere. And I remember me and Kelsey both like, whoa, whoa. But um, I, I really liked it. But I I kind of I was digging it and it was making me feel uneasy and queasy and things that horror films probably should make you feel maybe not scaled but really yeah it's not uncomfortable. A scary, it's more like an unease yeah but even the book burning bit and all that I was absolutely fine with all of that what what made me think this is bollocks 
was the floaty people at the treehouse at the end and the person flying up into the treehouse and all oh, that. I was just yeah. like, oh. Yeah, I, I think that that does have problems like tying it all together into a cohesive yeah. horror thing. But I, I wish I had seen it in the theaters. I actually didn't see my first horror movie in a theater until oh. it. Like wow. the one five years ago. I was oh, always wow. very much in, no, I like watching these at home. And then I was like, look, I got to see a horror movie in the yeah. theater. The, so, fir- the first horror film I saw at the cinema was The Blair Witch Project. Wow, I'm surprised it didn't make you sick. Um, it almost made me sick. And I was too young at the time. I think I was. it was a 15 and I was 13 or something. I can't remember the exact... Don't go and... You can't Google my age because I'm not that famous. But um, <laughs> it was something around that. And I sat and I watched it. And it was the exact same feeling I felt with Hereditary or most other horror films that Laura makes me watch. Is, this isn't scary. I feel a bit uneasy at points. But overall, the story is just not doing it for me. It's just a bit... Yeah, uh, uh the closest I saw to a horror movie in theater before that was Jurassic Park when I was young. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made a few bathroom stops because that movie scared the piss out of me. Oh, it's good. It's good. I saw that at the cinema as well. That's gr- that, great to see in the movies. Um, that actually reminds me of the last, probably the last segue that we can take out of this is there's an app called Run P. And if you run P run P right oh yeah I've heard about this yeah. yeah if you're at the cinema and you need to pee it'll vibrate and it'll say this is a good point to be because this film is slow you obviously sync it to the film you're watching and when you go and pee it will display on screen roughly what's going on so you know like if you're watching a film and it vibrates you're like okay I'm gonna go and pee and you read it and it goes two people are talking some boring shit it probably goes into more detail than that but it's a great <laughs> idea now, now here's a question uh, that is uh, based on your cinema scene habits. Mm-hmm. When you go to the bathroom, do you poke your head into any other movies that you're interested in before you mm, make your way back to your theater? Never. I c- my conscience couldn't handle not paying <laughs> to see that content. I couldn't even. I couldn't even listen to it. Well, um, I, I started doing it once because um, we live in a smaller area mm-hmm. uh, when the Clone Wars was a thing, oh, right? God, yeah. My uncle convinced me, look, you're never going to get to see a Star Wars movie in the theater. So let's go see it. I'm like, all right, fine. Let's go see Clone Wars. <laughs> hey, 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 it's Clone Wars. And, like, I, I went to go pee a lot in that because if you're in a boring movie, Nachos saves everything. Mm-hmm. So on my way back, I'm like, oh, I kind of wanted to see this instead. So I just kind of poked my head in and I started watching. I'm like wow, I'm going to come back and see that. So, I mean, I didn't stay and watch it, but it was like, oh, I got a custom-made trailer of what this movie is. And yeah. ever since then, it's like, eh, I've been curious about this. Let me poke my head in. So, yeah, it's just become a weird habit. Anyway, yeah. we're talking about the darkness. I know, I know, yeah. Okay, so uh, we could probably cut all that out, but uh, <laughs> in addition to uh, being Mr. Stretchy Snake, they really want to hammer home how cool Jackie is in this with those did you get those loading screen interstitials by um, him just talking and yeah a- he's just talking I d- some of it I liked some of it I didn't like like when you go and see the aforementioned butcher guy just before you go through the door and the place is obviously loading it says 
The butcher's only survived for one reason, because he never picks a side. And I'm like, that's a bit of story, and it's about a background to the butcher. I kind of get that, but it happens quite often. And it's not always entirely cool or relevant. No, some of it is just, eh, I'm a New Yorker, eh. Uh-huh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, you're from New York, whatever, Jackie. Um, can we talk about the voice acting in this? Mm-hmm. I liked Jenny. I'm... Sorry. She did a good job. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry. What, what were you going to say? Were you going to say they were all horrible? Say, I'm really 50-50 on Jackie. Like, whenever I started the game, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. But by the end, I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good performance. Yeah. So I don't know. The thing that I got from my limited time with it with it is it's consistent and it portrays a character, so it's good. Rather than, I don't like this character, so it's bad. I, I went more with the technical, yeah, it, it's, doing okay, it's okay. making me feel something. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I don't quite. I'm, I don't know who did it. I don't know if they're a famous voice actor now. I mean, it'd be funny if it was like Troy Baker or something <laughs> doing his best Steven Seagal. But on the whole, uh, I got most of the. There's some weird. Like, I wonder if for some of the people on the street, like if it's oh that's a developer. Or, oh, that's because some of it is eh eh, and some of it is good. So I don't know. On the whole. I think this is still a pretty good package with the caveat of, yeah, this is this is an old game. Oh my god, do you know who does his voice? Who? And I can't pronounce his name, but Kirk Avocado? Avis- he's in Band of Brothers, but I don't know what else he's on. Hold on. Uh, we can cut all this. I am the... Of, of course. Me? Kirk Avocado? A Acevedo, A C E V E D O. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Acevedo. Or if he's Italian, to be mm-hmm. uh, Acevedo. Uh, let's see. He's been in some things that I've seen, like I've seen Fringe and I've seen other Arrow and stuff like that. But he's in Band of Brothers, and I specifically remember him from Band of Brothers. Oh, he was in Oz. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, so this guy has has a career, so mm-hmm. he's not a terrible voice actor. No, he's not. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I I guess it's just a weird choice to make him sound the way he does. He just sounds weird. <laughs> but we have been talking for forty minutes again. Uh, I promise this wouldn't be a Gears of War episode. So let's uh, final thoughts. It. Yeah. Uh, so my basic final thought was. Or my starting thought was, I wanted to speak to you because I was kind of intrigued about it. And I wanted to, like, vaguely interested in the story and and what was happening. At the end of the day, I think all this podcast has done is confirmed to me that I might not play the game again. But I'm kind of interested in it and I might look at what the story, or where the story takes it. I might read an article on it or something like that. As for the darkness too... Yeah, I'm. I mean, I've got the darkness too somewhere as well. I don't know. Really? What, yeah, I don't know what system <laughs> it just pops up in people's libraries. Yeah, it's just it's there somewhere. So I might jam that on just for the exact same thing. I might play it and go, ah, okay, can I get this or not? But it wasn't because going forward, my mm-hmm. big problem with um, uh, Starbreeze as the developer is all of their shooters sort of feel like this. Like that was my big turnoff of Payday. 
because mm-hmm. I love the idea of oh, payday, but payday it's just the felt, way they do. Payday felt horrible. Payday felt it did, right? like you should be playing it with a keyboard and mouse in any other way. It was just, it was just a well, horrible. even then, that reticule, man, it was the same minuscule little dot. Like, man, that's... Uh, but yeah, so, like, I'm... Um, um, I'm easy-ozy, as my good friend would say. Uh, on Starbreeze games, like, some of them, like Brothers, I really liked Brothers. I thought Brothers was really good. Uh, really liked Darkness. Didn't like Payday. Didn't really like Butcher Bay. So, yeah, I'm kind of 50-50 on these guys. I think I will end up playing the sequel now, especially since we talked about it. But, um... I, I do want to put a little bit of a spotlight into. Um, you can tell these guys really liked the license. Yeah. Oh. Because since I put in all those numbers, I, I unlocked a lot of unlockables. And it's not your usual. I mean, some of it is your usual. Here's concept art. But some of it is, hey, look at our artist draw the cover in real time. You know, so it does like the artist thing where it speeds up and you can see them drawing. It's like, oh, that's really cool. Or um, here, we just included six comics. And. In that era, that was very strange to just see, like, PDF files on, on a console. So I do want to say, like, like good, bad, or ugly, um, I'll give Starbreeze a lot of credit because this was something it looked like they were really passionate about. I can't say for sure. They could have just been, eh, it's another job, let's do it. But it looks like they did it. Now, more importantly... Coming up next on Retro Rewind, not like, you know, right at the end of this episode, but like next episode, uh, we have two what, um, Craig, I believe you would call are some real bangers. Oh, yeah, like absolute bangers. The funny thing is we picked two really similar games. I don't know how we managed it, but they play similar, they look similar, (laughs) they sound similar. Uh, They're pretty much the same game, I would say. Uh, So uh, why don't you introduce, oh, no, mine's first, right? I have a sickness where I like to try to convince my friends that things I like are really cool. See, for example, the episode on the darkness. Um, I decided for 2008, we should do Dead Space. And I will not say much other than Dead Space is the my favorite IP to come out of that gen. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then... To tie into Dave's uh, pick of death space, because, you know, we may as well run with a theme. I picked the original Plants vs. Zombies. The because you are a real bro. I am a real bro with real feelings, and that game deserves to have and lots of feelings thrown at it. Oh my gosh, does it ever. Okay, so uh, as a special... Special um, bonus, uh, we're going to talk to Laura Shigahara to come on the episode and sing a song for us. But uh, since that is incredibly unlikely, uh, Craig promised to sing There's a Zombie on My Lawn at the end of the episode. Okay, yeah, that I'll just I'll tell you, avoid looking like an idiot. Yes, I totally said I would do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the best way to bully people into things that you think will be funny. So if you want to take this and do it with your own friends... Uh, let us know. Boy, that's a that's a bad segue. That's fine, because, Dave, you you absolutely said that you would record the next episode naked. Ha! Huh. Jeez, because I'm naked now. Oh. I'm, and it's hot. <laughs> and this is a leather chair. Oh, no. No, right. Forget this is going to be anything. some accidental no. hair removal, right. Craig. Guys, it's been lovely speaking in your <laughs> ear holes. 
So Craig promised to um, examine the pictures that I send of what my tear looks like after you sweated in it naked. So uh, we got to get going. But uh, if you want to give us your thoughts on Dead Space or Plants vs. Zombies, you can do that at TheBitEffect.com and we have a little form there for you. Uh, you can also suggest a game. So like, if you suggest a game, then we might squiff it in between Dead Space and Plants vs. Zombies because we'd like to try to get them out as quick as we can. So uh, don't be afraid to suggest anything. The only thing is, take it easy on the RPGs because that seems to be like most of the suggestions we get and they're very long. Um, other than that, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time on The Outer Worlds. Yes. All right. Yes, we'll see you next time in space. <laughs> see you later, guys. All right. Bye.